And, you know, I just met these people literally a couple days before, but the Holy Spirit was moving and they come to invite me to kind of take people through a version of that litany of repentance as part of the prayer. Hey y'all, welcome back to Native Soil. This is episode 20. We are continuing our series on Protestants. And um, I want to share a really neat experience, something I did not plan to be a part of, something I feel the Holy Spirit got me involved with uh, during the pandemic. And it's going to involve Mike O'Neill, if you remember him from uh, a couple episodes ago. So it'll be a nice tie-in to that as well. It also involved Outback, which um, is a nice tie-in to his episode as well. <laughs> so basically, if you can think back, I know in, in my world, March 17th is when masses were discontinued. And that's when, about that time is when the world kind of was shutting down. And so we're all readjusting. We're all learning this new normal with masks and social distancing and quarantining. And so this was the world that we stayed in. And I remember having one of the blessings of quarantine was me, Archbishop Brody, Monsignor Bill Skanecki, were able to just spend a good bit of time together. Normally we're on the road a lot. We're all doing a lot of different things, but have a number. We were able to have dinners together and drinks together and just conversations together. And I know one of the things that emerged of our conversation was a real sense of, you know, we don't know why God is allowing this to happen, but we really feel as much as he wants to heal the pandemic, we just feel like uh, it was an invitation for us to be converted, for us to be closer to God, for our hearts to be healed, for our home to be healed. And, um, you know, I know talking Archbishop Brody was the Bishop of Biloxi when Hurricane Katrina happened and every single parish in his diocese was damaged in one way or another. Him being from New Orleans, kind of connected to that whole world there and all the devastation. And I remember him saying, you know, just because you go through something difficult, just because you go through a tragedy does not mean that you become better. It's not automatic that you will be closer to Christ. It's how we respond to that. Do we unite our sufferings to Christ? Do we allow Christ to use our experiences, even our, and maybe especially our difficult experiences, to draw us closer to the Lord. Um, it's, it's either yes or no. We have to cooperate with grace for it to really, and for him to work through a situation to bring us closer to Christ. So having these kind of conversations, and Palm Sunday came, uh, April 5th, and about 2.30 in the morning, I woke up and could not go back to sleep. Now that is very abnormal for me. I'm a sleep eight or nine hours a, a night kind of guy. You know, if I'm on vacation, I can I, I can go for ten or eleven. If I'm if I if I'm just left to myself, waking up in the middle of the night and not falling back to sleep is just not a struggle I've ever had. I fall asleep during movies. I fall asleep during lectures. I'm a professional at falling asleep. <laughs> fall asleep during mass. Growing up, that was that was one of the big things in seminary. I had to figure out was just staying awake during mass. But um, I only say that to highlight how odd this was that I was up at 2.30 in the morning. And I couldn't for the life of me go back to sleep. And so at some point I'm just up and at some point I just start 
kind of talking to God, praying to God. And as I talk to him, I just feel that he puts on my heart some ideas for prayer. And so much so that I picked up a journal and I started to write it all down. But I just felt he was putting on my heart an idea for prayer. Um, as it was coming to me, it was a sense this would be a prayer for everybody, not just Catholics, but for everybody. And what he put on my heart was the idea of praying the Divine Mercy Chaplet, of praying the Novena, nine days. That was the nine days. Novenas in the church is a tradition. Um, the first Novena was when the apostles, after Jesus ascended into heaven, it's the nine days that they waited for the Holy Spirit to come. And so we have all different kinds of Novenas in the Catholic Church, nine days being that special time of prayer and intercession and waiting. So anyways, I had this idea for a novena where we, where we would try to promote it all around the archdiocese, all around our native soil. And um, the, the first piece of it was going to be praying the Divine Mercy Chaplet and just asking for God to convert our hearts. You know, for the sake of a sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. You know, Lord, use this circumstance, show your mercy, uh, but convert our hearts. And then um, the Lord put in my heart to, to write out this litany of repentance. And as I'd been talking with uh, my roommates, you know, we kind of had this sense that God was, we don't know what God's up to, but he's always inviting us to conversion. He's always inviting us um, to repent. That's repent and believe in the gospel. That's the basic call to turn our, our lives to Christ. That's what Jesus, you know, repent and believe. So anyways, just as they came to me, I wrote um, these different uh, prayers, this kind of litany, and each each kind of thing would be like, you know, for, I, I wish I could remember exactly, but you know, for the times that we've uh, not put you number one in our life, you know, we repent and believe in the gospel. So anyways, I was up all night for uh, Palm Sunday, and I had this and was just praying about it. And at some point, um, I think maybe that evening I had a chance to speak with um, Archbishop Brody and just kind of put it out there. I said, you know, I felt the Lord put this idea on my heart for prayer. And uh, what do you think? And I'm kind of half expected to be like, Vic, this is crazy. You know, you have like thousands of ideas. This is kind of like another crazy idea. But he was very receptive. You know, he, he seemed to feel the spirit moving too. So over the next couple of days, we worked on uh, kind of formalizing exactly uh, this litany of repentance and the prayers and how, how it all be done. And we got to a point where we're like, okay, let's do this. Let's, let's invite everybody in the Archdiocese to do it. Let's, let's film ourselves doing it. Let's put it out there. Let's get as many people, Protestant, Catholic, uh, anyone who's willing to pray this, like any person of goodwill, let's just get everyone to pray this and, and invite God to really transform our hearts and heal our uh, land. We decided to call it the Novena for the healing of our hearts and home because um, we wanted, we had this sense, yes, God wants to heal. We want him to deliver us from this pandemic. We want him to protect us and take this thing away. But even more urgent in every time, in every situation, pandemic or not, is us converting to Christ. So as we decided to put this thing out, I decided to give my buddy Mike O'Neill a call to give him a heads up. And as you heard a couple episodes ago, Mike is very plugged into the Catholic community. He's also plugged into uh, with our non-Catholic brothers and sisters and different prayer groups and things. And so as I'm explaining to him what we're doing, 
He's like, oh, you must be um, doing this in correlation with canopy of prayer. I said, what's canopy of prayer? He goes, you know what canopy of prayer is? I said, no, I have no idea. And he said, well, it's this prayer group that started three years ago. A guy named Fred Reddick and his wife Barbara started this group getting Christians from around the city, and they really felt called to develop a canopy of prayer over the city of Mobile. They had a sense that this was our native soil and we have a responsibility to take care of it and spiritually to protect it and pray over it. That's our job as the body of Christ is to pray over it. So three years ago, they had formed this group called Canopy of Prayer and they had their first big event was trying to get people to walk through every neighborhood of Mobile and pray over the neighborhoods. And um, this group had come with Mike O'Neill and with Mayor Stimson who uh, had was backing this, and they'd met with Archbishop Rody, and he'd give him his blessing, and this event took place about three years ago all over um, the city of Mobile. And since then, they had been continuing to pray and, and having some kind of meetings, but they had felt called in response to the pand- pandemic to have another big event citywide and get people to pray. And the interesting thing was, at first, their idea was we need to pray and just ask God to take away this um, plague, take away this pandemic. But in their leadership, just about the same time that the past couple of days, they had been feeling the Spirit say, you know, it's not just about taking away the pandemic. It's we have this sense of we need to repent. They were looking at Second Chronicles where it talks about, you know, if, if you should repent and uh, pray to God he will, you know, he will forgive your sins and he will heal your land. So they were looking at that verse and they said, you know, we're kind of overlooking this first part of our need to repent, our need to get right with God. And, but they weren't sure how to go about that. They weren't sure how to make that prayer. Well, anyways, Mike O'Neill's explaining all this to me and he says, do you care if I get a copy of these prayers and send it over to the Canopy of Prayer people? He sends it to them, and within an hour, Mike's calling me back and said, these prayers, especially that litany of repentance that y'all put together, struck them so strong as being from God, they felt like God was responding to their searching of how do we lead the people of our area in prayer during this time? How do we lead people into repentance? And then how do we implore God to heal our land? And they felt like that um, what the Lord had kind of spoke to me early in the morning on Palm Sunday and gotten Archbishop Rody's blessing and what we had fleshed out. They really felt like that was from the Lord. It was funny. So they, so Mike puts me in touch with Fred Reddick. He puts me in touch with Mark Foley, who's involved with this, the former uh, president of uh, University of Mobile. And I'm talking to these guys I've never met before. And they're kind of like, look, we don't really know what a novena is, but we know that this needs to be prayed and we want to collaborate on this. So the next day, the very next day, uh, Fred Reddick, who's, who's getting together the canopy of prayer, he gets in touch with Mike and says, listen, we have about 20 billboards all around the Mobile area that we're promoting canopy of prayer, uh, which the canopy of prayer event would, would, was scheduled to be like two or three days after we finished our novena. And so he contacted and goes, look, we are using this to, to pump canopy of prayer we would love to add this novena for the healing of our hearts and home onto our billboards. 
And I was like, what? And he goes, yeah, you know, we're, they're going to run. You know, how about if it just runs through the novena? But we would love to just do this. So I talked to Archbishop. He gave his blessing. By 3 o'clock that afternoon, there's 20 billboards, our mobile, that are promoting uh, this novena, free of charge. Didn't ask us for a dime. They had already fundraised. They had already invested. And they said, you know, we're just going to do this. It was an amazing movement of the Spirit. And, and so as we go and pray this prayer, you know, I, we'll never know who all prayed this prayer. Um, but I think Christians of all kinds were joining in, praying this prayer. And um, as they started getting ready for their big prayer event, what they were going to do is make a video um, or kind of an audio and put it on local um, radio stations. They were going to do a Facebook Live. And, you know, I just met these people literally a couple days before, but the Holy Spirit was moving and they come to invite me to kind of take people through a version of that litany of repentance as part of the prayer. Um, they, th- there were other people. There's a guy, Matt Gates from City Hope, who prayed, kind of inviting people uh, to really surrender to the Lord and, and, and accept his saving grace. There was... Um, Joe and Linda Johnson from Mount Hebron, which prayed really powerful uh, prayers of, of praise and also rebuke just against the, the pandemic and the evils in our, our world. There was Pam Haynes of Pam Haynes Ministry. Mike O'Neill had referenced her, but just a very beautiful holy woman of prayer. She's actually the mayor Stimson's sister and um, who prayed. And it was just, it was this <laughs> kind of hodgepodge group of people praying um, but taking people through that, that litany was, was very powerful. And I, I was just amazed kind of to see the Lord kind of knit this all together. Um, I think to all of us, it was kind of surprising the way that it all turned out, especially having just been introduced to each other, um, you know, about a week before. So, um, I remember after the event and after the pe- pandemic had calmed down a little bit, we all got together. The people who had contributed got together for a dinner, which um, was the first time meeting most of these people. And it was just such a celebratory moment. Archbishop Rody came with me, and one of the guys commented at the table and said, you know, isn't this what heaven's going to be like? All of us sitting around the same table, like different races, different walks of faith, but we're all sitting around the Lord's table. And so um, I'm just thankful for that experience. I'm thankful for the Lord Dandies together, the canopy of prayer. And I think that idea, canopy of prayer, is very native soil in the sense of us taking spiritual responsibility for the places that we live, making sure that they are covered with a canopy of prayer, making sure as we pray and cover them, we also are watching and seeing the needs of our brothers and sisters. And coming together as as brothers and sisters in Christ, we're able to do this in a much more, much broader, powerful way. So we ask the Blessed Mother to add her canopy. You know, people talk about Mary taking her mantle and covering us and protecting us. So we ask the Blessed Mother, you know, to be part of that canopy of prayer over Mobile, over the Archdiocese. And may she continue to be part of that healing of our hearts and of our home, such that great renewal can happen in our day. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. 
Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Through her intercession, Amen to God, bless you all. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you all. Look forward to seeing you back on Native Soil.